I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. I was... Let's just land for a second. You painted today in the mission. Did you come to SF to paint specifically? Yes. So this time I came to SF for two reasons. First, this uh, Paint the Void project that I was in collaboration with Manuel. Manuel Carmona, it's a friend of mine. We've been doing stuff together since 2018, I think. And we have a kind of like a hiatus like in between pandemic and now and then he reached out to me asked me if i would be able to come like around this date to to paint this box on 22nd and i was so happy with that mm -hmm. and we did it and he was he was very happy with that he was smiling and the weather about, was gorgeous yeah the weather was amazing i i like to be painting under the sun and like afternoon the sun was hitting straight up on us and Let's just get in that brown tent that everyone wants. Uh -huh. <laughs> Deepening that already. Yeah. Permatan you got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When did you move from SF? Uh, so I got to SF in 2017. So second part of why I'm here, it's... Yeah, second reason, sorry. Second reason that I came to San Francisco this time, it's because I have a show going on oh. next week. Rep that shit. Where are yeah. you showing? Yeah, so I am for a year working with the Planary, which is a non-profit that does amazing work related with neuroscience and uh, mental health. Mm -hmm. we, we've been putting together a collection of posters to be part of this show. And the opening of the show, it's on the 6th of October, so next week. Awesome. But then... From the seventh, I think that until the twenty eighth, the show will be will be running and will be open for uh, visits. Can this is happening at the Foundry on Folsom Street, so yeah. that's fresh. Nice. Yeah. Are you? Did you hand paint some of them, or are they digital? So the the work for this show it's just digital, but I have few things on the venue. Mm -hmm. that are being affected by me cool one of those it's a sphere they gave me like a wrecking ball and they said do whatever you want and i'm excited awesome. for that one so there's gonna be some <laughs> installation components yeah. yeah i don't sell yourself short like your digital work is also beautiful and Thank colorful you. and i know Thank it's you. gonna be crisp as fuck yeah <laughs> i always i look at your insta and i'm always like because you make awesome reels and sometimes you show you. the digital creation. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm always, I stalk the fuck out of all the artists <laughs> who do the good job with it. Cause like, it's high, right? I want to do it, but also I get so demoralized by even thinking about doing it that I like, I, I've been better about doing it. I just, yeah. I just realized now that they create templates for you and uh -huh. you don't have to do anything. I'm, yeah. I, at long last, I uh -huh. find out shit like 10 years after everyone knows <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so, well. I think that the I, I come from like agency background for for the time that I was in Brazil. Um, let's say between 2012 and 2016, I was working in like agency environment as art director, and that that part of my life I think that set me up on this let's say direction on video. 
because mm-hmm. I was hanging out with a with a bunch of uh, videographers, and I don't know, I I like that. It's it's not a big deal. To You're do good it to at me. it, and it shows. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I I play. I think that the secret is just make sure that you have like different angles for things, and yeah, just it's a mishmash. It has no no formula. I think your yeah. playfulness comes out. Yeah, but it also <laughs> looks slick. Like my playfulness looks like I start shooting something and then I drop my phone and it's like a terrible shot. I'm like, oh, there we go. That yeah. You know what happened? I was shooting. I was I was painting like a pool a, a pool area in Vegas and then I put my iPad to record the time lapse. Yes, the worst happened. No. And the iPad fell in a way that they screen like all around the the board. Yeah. Broke, but the the worst part of that. It's the camera part that it fell straight up like on the floor, like hitting the floor like that. Yeah. And it's it's bending. So my iPad is different. They have a little bend. Everyone is flat. Mine is curvy. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is curvy. Yeah, you're just letting that go. You're just yeah. letting that ride. Yeah. That's it. You can't bring that into Apple and be like... I mean, I want to see their their answer for that. Yeah. I think that they're, they would try to no, buy another one. That's what they do really if your screen's cracked yeah mine stopped working um a few months ago and i can't even remember what was going on with it but josh was like josh is a tech person who understands things that turn Mm -hmm. on i'm not Uh and i i don't even think i would have thought to bring it in apple because my the way i think about things is like yeah they're just going to be like sorry about it you're screwed and instead she like troubleshot it she couldn't fix it and they sent me home with a new model like it's the same one that i have it's not a brand new one Mm -hmm. but like a new one of of the model i had but i i know why you had that chance because it wasn't broken outwardly like probably because you had apple care and my apple care i i forgot to put apple care on that that's okay and i was okay so yeah what's the what's the cost of this salty let's say is there like a cool new iPad out that maybe we're going to look into? Yeah. I kind of want a new one. Yeah. So yeah. mine, I got mine last year and it's, it works differently. It's better. Cool. So. I wish they would make them a little bigger. Bigger? What's yours? A 12 inch? Uh, mine. Is it more? It's, I don't know how, how many inches. It's like this. Oh, that Sorry does guys, you guys are not seeing, but. Yeah, yeah, you're not seeing, but I'd say he was showing me about 16 inches. Well, we're done with this kind of talk and we're going to move on because you yeah. live in Vegas now. Yeah, man. So. How, like, how is it? I like the outside. Yeah. The outside, when I say the outside, outside city, like the nature part. When I moved there, I think that the first thing that I, I, I found like interesting was the was the mountains like the mountains were very very attracting to me like magical and i made sure that the place that i was going to leave was close to that so i basically live 15 minutes from the red rocks nice yeah so it's it's interesting those sunsets that hit in that area are your colors it's your color scheme vegas besides 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 amazing people i have i have lovely friends there I think that the the people that I met in Vegas are adorable, and they are very they are very very helpful. You know, you need community. So mm-hmm. when I moved out there, I was okay. I need to find my people. Yeah. So far, no complaints about the amazing people that I 
I've been connecting over there. Have you found a difference in the art community in Vegas versus here? Uh, yes. I think that I think that every every place will kind of like set you up on some sort of I see I see some repetition of elements here for here. Mm-hmm. And I see some repetition of elements on the visuals for there. So yes, that different it's kind of like there like you see you feel and sometimes the stuff that i do for here wouldn't work for there that's the that the part that i had to kind of in three years because i have three years that i'm there i had to figure it out tell me more so like what what, do you have something specific you can think of that would have done great here or did do great here that didn't land there and i feel I feel that's that's a very kind of like graphic design. I come like like I said, I come from graphic design environment, and I always pay attention to that kind of thing. Yeah. And I feel that the graphic design here is a little bit like ahead. It's more, it's more, it's more polished. I think. Got it. Yeah, and this because of. The, the high demand that we have on digital nowadays. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of artists, they tend to kind of reach out to the digital in order to support the the organic work. Not saying that graphic design can be, can be uh, organic, but you have, you have the computer factor involved. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the point that I'm kind of trying to reach. And I feel that the language for San Francisco get a little bit more flat than what I kind of have to do over there. There, I always have chance to do something more like curly. And it's kind of interesting because here you have a lot of... So you're, and you're being like literal when you say that. Here, you're using more angular work and there yeah. it's more flowy. Yeah, or, yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And it's it's crazy because I feel, I feel that the bay is very flowy. It's very kind of dynamic and... But I think that is a, it's just a language that graphic design have a lot of that. Some, some for some decades or like seasons, mm-hmm. let's put like that. Um, the language changed for a little bit, and I think that here it's going for quite a bit in a more flat way. It's flat design. Okay. It's just simplified stuff, but it's still very, very technical. Let's say. How did you get? like hooked into the community there because i know what i did here when i Mm -hmm. was first starting out i mean even though it was like kind of awkward i would just show up to shows even though i didn't know anyone or whatever Mm -hmm. and i just tried to make friends and you know i always think the number one in is because all artists have a pretty (laughs) decently sized ego yeah you compliment their work yeah immediate you're good yeah you're in (laughs) so uh when i moved out there i had a chance to connect um, to the ISI group, which is uh, run by my friend Dana mm-hmm. and Philip. Shout out to them. So shout out Dana yeah. and Philip. What's up? They are amazing people. And yeah, so Dana started giving me the opportunity of painting stuff like in a bigger scale. I think that one of the good points about moving to Vegas was the difference of the scale of the work that I was doing uh, here. 
we have a lot of things that are very very together mm -hmm. so i think that space is a premium here there's yeah. economy of space we yeah. don't have a lot yeah, of it's it. just the nature of here yeah and they're spread yeah so you have a bigger scale of walls in order to use your work in order to feel all of that what's so, the biggest wall you've done over there so uh, far it was a very long wall that i painted with my friend eric for life's beautiful last year and the city of las vegas it's a a football park like meaning soccer cool so this I'm is meaning soccer yeah. what everyone else in the world calls football <laughs> i don't apologize for that i uh, know you shouldn't i love it and i'm very good playing too so. <laughs> nice so um yeah so this was 330 feet long wow it's awesome. it was like 12 days of work and it's the one that I have that big Jaguar that I'm kind of riding the Jaguar from the top. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you two work in the mornings and the evenings? Is that what uh, you do the, for the heat? Or Yeah, for this, for the, for that season, because it was like midsummer. Like we did, we had to do that in July. Yeah. 2022. And when it's like that, you mostly work like midday to the night. Mm-hmm. I was recently painting like a swimming pool area that I had like 50 cents of shade. It was just enough yeah. to, to be, kind of just keep to be myself up protected. In there. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> but by the, by the time that I was doing that work, the temperature was kind of like oscillating between 100 and 108 yeah. for that week. It was very, very hot. And one day I got some poison. You did. It's but i was i was a baby i didn't know how to how to handle i was thinking that i was just the super brown dude right so and i can handle sun pretty well like i like i said i like working under the sun it, it kind of totally but we're not none of us yeah. are above getting like yeah. a little bit sunsick or whatever dehydrated if it's yeah. just too but was a little bit too much thankfully yeah. i have like my my great friends that they live in front of my house that Alex, she's a nurse, and my my friend Jordan. Yeah, he's a big dude. Like, if anything happened, I have the nurse and the big you? dude to carry me. <laughs> That's what I say to them. Best neighbors ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yes, um, this wall that I painted with Eric was was an amazing experience. The longest wall that I painted, but like coming back now after this this whole week here two weeks here and the show i have i have a piece that i'm gonna paint there that is quite big too awesome yeah and you're just finding that you i guess sometimes i, I feel like people worry about making it as an artist at places that aren't maybe as metropolitan as this even though vegas is of course a large city but mm -hmm. it's a city for a kind of specific things and not all of that might be art well i i think that first the the art community in Vegas not talking about only visual art, mm -hmm. but I think that musicians, um, actors have it's it's a place that is kind of gathering a lot of talent. Yes, I have friends from Seattle. I have friends from LA that moved from those places to be there because they have some very interesting activity for everyone. But I do agree that 
Yeah, I it, should have just said visual art because, of course, it's yeah. a mecca for people who yeah, yeah. want to perform. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing, that the quality of work, I think that working in Vegas, I, because of working in Vegas, I got way too fast than I usually used to do stuff here. Yeah? Yeah. I think that I had two things to take consideration of that. When I was working here, I was learning most of the the baby steps for what I do right now. And then when I got there, I was, dude, just... just you were ready to go. It. You were yeah. like locked and loaded. I mean, you like rolled up there and you're like, I'm good at this now. I mean, I didn't feel like that, but I was like, you have to make anyways. Mm -hmm. So just do it. A strong fake it till you make yeah, it. It's it was literally game. like just me and the goalkeeper in front of me and score. <laughs> that was the feeling. So I had to kind of pull up the tricks. Walk, and do it. Can you walk me back a little bit, though? I want to know, um, you moved here from Brazil yes. six years ago. Yeah. Can you, and you were in graphic design then. Yeah. Do you want to start with, like, I want to hear a lot about Brazil, so we can go all okay. the way back to childhood and, like, your mom, dad, how, do you have brothers and sisters? What yeah. part of Brazil? Anything? Or we can just start from why did you decide to move here? No, let's go back. Yeah. I'm comfortable I love, with that. Childhood yeah. stories are my personal favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I love hearing about how people grew up. Uh, yeah. So, okay. I was born and raised in Brazil. First of all, born <laughs> and raised in Brazil, Goiânia. It's the name of my hometown. It's in the middle of Brazil. We're kind of like two hours from the, the capital, which is Brasilia. So I live in a place that they moved the capital for that place because you have like easy access to any place from Brazil. So we are literally in the middle of Brazil. And growing up there, you have all the culture, like the culture of my region in Brazil is very country. Mm -hmm. So farmers and all the, the country stuff going on. But somehow I got into rock and roll living there. My hometown have the biggest rock and roll festival like alternative festivals, rock and roll festival, like in the whole Brazil. So we, we have good stuff going on there. That was the first thing you and I bonded over. Yeah. We were both like, we were born in the wrong time, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like 20 to 30 years a little bit too late to have yeah. seen some of the musicians we really like yeah. in concert. But okay, are you an only child? No, I have, I have my sister that she's a brat. She, yeah. She showed up in the same day of my birthday, three years no! after. No! Crap. And we're still mad about it. And I love her so much. Of course. We are too. best friends. And I think that she's, she's my, my first best friend. Nice. Yeah. She is, she is lovely. She is, she's a lawyer. Oh. Yeah. Is she still in Brazil? She lives in Santos, which is Sao Paulo. She lives by the beach. Awesome. So she have the life. Some days she sent me pictures of beer and beach, and I was yeah. bitch. <laughs> Literally. Do you two get to see each other often? Yeah. Though they just visit me in Vegas. Awesome. My My parents and my sister uh, came to visit me. They stayed for a week. And was lovely. it the first time they came? My sister was the second time, but yeah. my parents was the first time. And you have a baby. You I have did. a daughter. Yeah. And I, are they just over the moon to be grandparents they they are very very i think that my my family it's very like 
it's a family that is very like family kind of oriented mm-hmm. let's put it like that mm-hmm. and yeah so they they are super excited with with all of it I have a niece and a nephew and all my parents want to talk about when we talk Uh is what the niece and the nephew are doing. They're, they're grandchildren. It's it's like, I I love paying attention to plants. I like plants and like kids growing, they're like plants, but then they, they have behaviors. They're not only like plants, they have behaviors, but it's cute to see how they go kind of like being what they are like little by little. Yeah. They develop personality wise, right? Yeah. And they copy everything. So (laughs) <laughs> you must be good right and yeah. so she's also into rock and roll then i would assume yeah but you know something that i noticed uh she she was super like into samba because i started putting z down when she was a kid but mm-hmm. very very like baby when she was a kid she's still a kid yes <laughs> when she <laughs> when she was a baby uh she she was kind of like first days of life we were listening to samba and i love samba i don't know if you are into samba but if you're not i can i can bring something to you you can always send me music but i'm into samba yeah Yeah. great Mm -hmm. and yeah she likes dancing she listens to something shake and then she goes like with the shoulders I think it's funny what um, the the things that impact children when they're small before they can remember a yeah. lot of different things. Music is one of those things. I think maybe color is one yeah. of those things. Something from my childhood I remember so distinctly is my little sister uh-huh. and I shared a room. She's three years younger mm-hmm. than me. And we were the best of friends. And we still are the best of friends. And she couldn't fall asleep without music and so really? like her soundtrack of choice was the dirty dancing soundtrack and we listened wow. to it ten thousand uh-huh. times i'll forever know it completely by memory oh my you God, know that's great <laughs> yeah so your daughter's Although, always going to have warm fuzzy feelings about samba it's going to because i of course smile when i think about when i hear the dirty dancing any song oh, yeah. Track. yeah of course because it reminds me you know me what of happened um uh, my oldest daughter Olivia, she is into rock and roll. Yes. She tells her mom, Mom, I want to be rock and roll like that. And I'm okay. And you're <laughs> and you're both excited and scared. Yes. 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 So she is she is fuzzy. She's great. So that's so cool. Yeah. I love being a father. So that's that's the thing that since ever I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that now that I can be a father, I I try my best. It's challenging, but it's not something that makes me kind of freak out about. It's just just have love, have attention. They need attention. Yeah. They need to be kind of heard. With Z, it's hard to kind of hear for it was hard to hear for the first hear words for the first years of life because she was developing the words. She's still developing a lot of her vocabulary, but Livia, she is a machine gun of words. It's like <laughs> da, 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 words. Yep. <laughs> and it's great. She's so smart. So proud of her. I am so fascinated with, because um, I don't want to put this the wrong way because all people who have kids are kicking ass and doing a good job. I'm not, but I really am always interested in artists having kids for two different reasons. Mm. One of them is, um, 
I just think it's exciting that the likelihood that artists having babies usually engenders them with an idea that they could be artists too, yes. which is not always an idea that is given to us. I don't know, in our generation too, I'm not sure, at least when I've heard other people of around our same age mm -hmm. or whatever, being an artist was not something that was like... That's not great. Doesn't sound great. Yeah. They're like, how are you going to make money? It's That's not, not a real job. It's not promising. Yeah. yeah. Like what... <laughs> Just the this idea of the starving artist um, is so is so like engendered and, and and it's just like so deeply rooted that our parents' generation didn't think that we could do well, this or. So you you wanted to know stuff from like childhood and kind of like behind San Francisco back back then. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know, but uh, like growing up in Brazil, have always the the football kind of factor going on. I, I've been through that for a moment. I tried to be an athlete and then um, I got involved with the pro league for like a year and a half. Training, like training with the pro team. And I had two games that was part of the like serious business Yeah. on football. Like I played and all of that. But then second game, I injured my knee and I didn't want to play anymore because, <clears throat> sorry, it was the first time. Like, on this podcast, we just let the people deal with it. We make noise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Happening. I'm kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Uh, yeah. And then I I didn't want to kind of get back on track on playing football. I love playing still, but when I got injured by the age of 16, I was dude. I'm too young to get this kind of injury. But my injury was on one of the ligaments of my right knee. Mm -hmm. It kind of rupted and. I had to go through surgery in order to connect everything and get back on the stability of my right knee. Was it a long recovery process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's why I didn't want to kind of go back to to football, kind of like in like in that kind of pro level. That's so interesting, though. I just feel like at an age like that. How very difficult to make a decision yeah. that involves a long game. I think when you're that age, or like you know, everyone says youth is wasted on the young, right? Because mm -hmm. we don't. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's so hard for us to think about or care about what's going to mm -hmm. happen 20 years yeah. from now. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, like I mean, you have no clue of. I mean, it's still like I think that most of the you go you go earning on experience and all of that, but. It's it's wild yeah. out there. So you so, made this awesome yeah. and really like wise decision at 16. Check this out. And okay. then my wise decision was like, okay, I'm not going to do this. I need another thing to do. And then I was with my leg for basically six months, kind of like straight kind of recovery and physiotherapy and all of that. It hurts a lot. Then I said, I'm going to go play an instrument instead of playing any sport. Let me pick up an instrument. So I remember that coming back from the my, my my training kind of time i used to listen to a radio station that was basically jazz and mm -hmm. blues although i didn't have internet back then to go and search what was that i had internet because my father had the printing factory and he had access to computers that's why i started on a graphic design back then doing little things playing with computers on the printing factory and then coming back from the training, I used to listen to this radio station that had blues and jazz. I didn't know how to search. 
how was that we didn't have like shazam to kind of like what is this no track? not when we you and i were that age i actually don't know how old you are and you don't have to tell us if you don't want i'm a to. vampire if i tell i crack 100 don't tell yeah, anyone i'm 33 okay so <laughs> you're young uh, distinctively younger than me but like i mean when i was that age we were burning cds yes that was the main trade yeah making mixed cds for people yeah yeah and Me. i grew up making listening to the radio and recording songs off the radio onto a tape and mm -hmm. making my mixtapes mm -hmm. that way that yeah because i'm a dinosaur <laughs> who was born in a time without the internet yes <laughs> yeah. and also more than that i grew up in a strict household yeah so Yeah, like listening to those radio stations or whatever was not totally enforced by my mom. I mean, mom. for me, for me too. So I grew up in a in a in a Christian evangelical environment that was great at that point to kind of give me some guidance in a lot of things. You have good philosophy on that, but when it mixed with opinions, it's when it get messed up for me. I can only totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm, I'm grateful for like the structure it gave me in a more a moral sense. Yeah. Yeah. But everything else is pretty fucking tough. Yeah, because it comes to a point that is the opinion yes. going over that. And then I think that, no. But uh, so when we, we, I think that going back to that period of time was very restricted to kind of listen to secular music. Mm -hmm. Had that thing. And then I was always listening to like very low things to kind of okay let me check it out mm -hmm. that was being curious mm -hmm. so i landed on stevie ray vogan nice and i was dude this is amazing <laughs> and i remember to listen to which is a hendrix song like little wing mm -hmm. but stevie ray have just like a guitar version of that which is gnarly and i was the same time that i was willing to learn an instrument. Then I first instrument that I learned was a folk instrument from my region in Brazil. It's an instrument that we only have there. Like 10 strings, double strings is wild. It sounds What's amazing. What's it called? Viola. Oh. Yeah. How, Viola. How do you hold it? You hold like a, like a acoustic guitar. Oh, okay. Yeah. But so the, I think the to explain how it is. So acoustic guitars, they usually have six strings. If it's a classic acoustic guitar, you're gonna have a seven, which is the B, because it comes bolder, mm -hmm. right? So <laughs> the viola have five, and then like each string I uh, have one octave kind of like higher. Mm -hmm. And then when you play, have like high and low. And open is already a chord i don't know if you know but like in order to build a chord you need to like put together three notes i so. used to play the violin a really long yeah. time ago how was it for you i according to my parents i was effing terrible so i enjoy <laughs> i enjoyed the shit out of it but oh, they have only negative commentary for right. me on that one which is so fun i you know there's I think music is such is so important to me. I love music so It's, much. It gives you like a different functioning way for your brain, I think. 
and I think I could have learned at a different thing. But again, like, I don't really know how to explain this, but the way that I was like raised or whatever, I wasn't hearing music that sounded like I wanted to make. And mm-hmm. so I think I probably sucked at the violin mm-hmm. because I was having to play these like me- these sheets of music that uh, who cares? Yeah, yeah. And I'm someone who only does things that they want to do. And I've been that way since I was born, like very stubborn and very like either I want to do this Mm -hmm. or I'm absolutely not doing it. So like it doesn't surprise me that I wasn't like great passionate about it because like that wasn't what I was wanting. to do. Yeah, I'm I'm quite flexible when it comes to things that I don't want to do. Of course that I want to do what I would like to do. But uh, I remember that playing I so. Steve Ray Vaughan, like I played first the, the viola, like the, the folk thing from Brazil. Mm-hmm. And then after, because of the the jazz and blues that I was listening on the radio station, landed on Steve Ray Vaughan. But I didn't know the name of that style. Right. And then I started searching and one day I was watching to The Simpsons and Lisa Simpson was playing her saxophone because she plays saxophone and she was playing saxophone and she said that she was going to like a, a jazz festival. Mm-hmm. She was performing in a jazz festival. And I connected one thing with the other. And I, oh, dude, I think that I like jazz. But Steve Ray, it's, it's a bluesy kind of like way to play. Yeah. And jazz and blues are very like hands tied, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then one thing led me to the other. So I got into that and then... Um, I was having a, a teacher that was teaching me how to play the viola. Mm-hmm. In school? Mm. Or did you go to take lessons separate? Separate, yeah. And this dude, Jenner, mm-hmm. he's, he's epic. He's a dude from my hometown that now he's part of the, the Grammy Academy for Latin American music. Cool. Last year, he, he was here for the, for the nominee and... Oh, he's a big deal. He is a big deal. Cool. And I learned how to play viola with him. And one day I told him, yo, I know how to play uh, acoustic <laughs> guitar. Nice. And he goes, no way. <laughs> and I, I can show you. And then I showed him like that I was playing the acoustic guitar because I learned by myself the acoustic guitar. And then he was very good at playing electric guitar. Mm-hmm. And I told him, so I have the basis of acoustic guitar. Can you please now forget the folk instrument and just like teach me guitar? Because second chapter of music, when I heard Mr. Crowley for the first time. Yes. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Of course. Zach Wilde. No, it was actually like Randy Rhodes playing the, the original version. I was, dude, what is that? Then I got super into Ozzy. I knew, and how did I know you were going to say Ozzy next? Because that's like the next progression right there. Yeah. yeah, that's the obvious choice. Yeah. Then I got super into Ozzy and I had like a very, very big moment of like going deep into Ozzy. And it was funny because for a moment I didn't used to like Black Sabbath. And now I think that it's just like ultimate scene to say that I don't like Black Sabbath because it's my favorite band. Later on, I, I built the kind of the... The opinion about that, yeah. I was, dude, Black Sabbath, it's Black Sabbath. That's it. Changing on our mind on music is totally acceptable. Yeah, yeah. People get so intense about it, like their opinions. I yeah. mean, at least even when I was growing up, um, 
school wise like we were really divided about kind of what kind of music you listen mm -hmm. to and that really kind of defined what kind of group you were in mm -hmm. which is so silly because i listen to everything i love country music i love britney spears mm -hmm. i love rock and roll mm -hmm. but i mostly listen to hip-hop specifically wow. like bay area hip-hop and i've really? been listening to bay area hip-hop since way before i moved here or even really know what the deal was mm -hmm. but like i went to college in a place where all those dudes rolled through like um souls of mischief and hieroglyphics mm -hmm. and like all in like um j5 the roots lyrics born i'm shallow on that i feel like you'd really like it i i believe so let's exchange information i yes exchange yeah. information yeah. musically the best yeah. way yeah that's totally how i use words is making yeah. playlists for people yeah mm -hmm. so basically how i connect with people too yes yeah so i i started i i can go from for example i just mentioned samba i can be on samba like long hours on samba and then aussie and heavy metal mm -hmm. like and go how do you make your musical choices in the day? Like, that's what's interesting to me. Like, do you, I often get like kind of, I'll make a new playlist or something and then that will be on repeat for me for quite some time. Oh, really? I'll get stuck in it and then I'll be like, okay, we're, it's time to get out of that where it's time to go search new music mm -hmm. or it's time to go listen to just one of your favorite albums or something like that. One time I was uh, listening to... I think there was a an interview between Skrillex. Who else? Tiesto. It's all electronic music. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with the rock and roll, for example. But I love electronic music. Yeah, and then I think that had David Guetta. Oh yeah. Was on this conversation, and they shared that they had an exercise of two hours of listening to random music music that you don't listen to mm -hmm. in order to build like another side of opinion towards like a library music. right yeah. like a mental yeah. library of what so yeah since then i i think that i started to have the same behavior because it's a very interesting behavior i'm very musical like we're painting all the time we need i i work like that i need long playlists and i love when i getting a good flow of finding new stuff because mm -hmm. it, it's fresh it's good yes there's yeah. really nothing better than starting a new one and yeah like being so but for example i think that in order to answer you how do i go like from the beginning of my day mm -hmm. i usually i i like working out and i usually i place my workout as the first task of the day mm -hmm. and it, it is like usually after dropping z at school and then i go straight up to the gym then I come back. Sometimes I go home and I get my bike my to go cycling to the gym. Because mm -hmm. Vegas is very good to be cycling to. It's flat and you have like long distance that you can do. Right. Pretty, pretty all right. Especially if you have a fixie because I have a fixie. Nice. One gear. Of course. Big legs. So <laughs> uh, I, I start my morning with workout and my workouts are very heavy like it's heavy what do you stuff. what do you like to do are you lifting are you running are lifting. you doing cardio just lift, what, lifting yeah lifting listening to architects yeah <laughs> sleep talking like that kind of stuff yeah but lately i don't know what happened that i went back to my roots grew up in a ghetto in brazil so my region in brazil it's it's like the the place that i grew up it's ghetto and of course that i was exposed to rap originally 
So I've been listening to a lot of rap too. Rap from Brazil, Brazilian rap. Nice. Yeah. I really enjoy rap in other languages. French rap French. is what's up. Yeah. You know about it. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. another level. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't bother me at all that I can't understand yeah. what's going on. I yeah. really enjoy it. I've been talking to a lot of people that one of the things that I want to do on my next like three years, it's a handle French. I will yeah. be so, well, first of all, your English is spectacular. Oh, Did you, you start to speak English before you moved here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I had... could only guess it could have been because you're just, you are so good. The vocab, <laughs> it's really the vocabulary range that you have. Thank which you. I lived, I got to go to Chile for a while when I was young, when I was 16. Mm -hmm. I got to go do this like summer study thing. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I'm, I talk about, like I regret so much is that my Spanish was not adequate when I went mm -hmm. there. Like I was doing really well here in my silly Spanish class. And then when I got there, I was like, I can't actually understand what's happening at But all. The, I think that the one, one thing that I noticed, because I've been to Argentina too. So down south, my favorite accent on Spanish, it's, it's from Argentina. They sing. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like totally... In Chile, I had a Peruvian... They had that like lift. They have a thing. Um, yeah. And oh my gosh, I was like so... And I was just so in my head about it. Like I wanted to be there and be immersed and try it. Uh -huh. But what ended up happening was uh, most people there wanted to practice their English. Honey. Right. And because that was the more comfortable option, I did that. And yeah. I'm bummed that I did that. I wish I would have like more demanded... Spanish? I wish I would have. And I, I just don't think that like I think anyone can learn a language i just mm -hmm. i don't think that i'm especially good at it and if you learn a language another one french at this age i think it gets harder as you get older i think Agreed. picking up things when you're younger yeah. is, is much easier so i mean of course if there was things that i could rewind i would have tried to learn three languages when i was very young and then i'd be so stoked on that but yeah i will be do you well, know what way you're going to try to do it uh, i think that the easiest thing it's uh the the immersion that you have to have if you have if you have immersion like on the language you are gonna catch up super well with everything and that's what happened with me when i moved here so being here exposed me to like 100 of the language that i had to speak and like communicate the point is like you're moving to a place that you have to have communication with people going on right and then What's the reason that you're going to lack on that? So improve. And so I guess the answer that you're giving me is you're going to move to France. <laughs> that sounds like, right? That sounds awesome, right? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like I would love to. If you were, do you think you're going to use an app or something like that? Like how, let's just say you're not going to move to France and you I want need, to learn I French. Need friends. How, I need you need people. a friend, don't you? Yeah, I don't need a cell phone. I need people. Okay, no problem. I like, I, I like a good side quest. And so I'm going to be paying attention to French people who show up in my life. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, listen, I have this awesome friend for you. And he's going to teach you Spanish if you don't already know it. Maybe he'll paint you something cool. But the trade-off is you got to go stay with him in Vegas and teach him French for the next two months. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, like last week I was playing, I was playing football and I met a chef that he's French And he's actually, he was moving from Phoenix, I guess, to the Bay. That's why we kind of connected, because I told that I was coming to the Bay. 
and I have to message him and he is French and I told him yo I want to talk to you because I want to learn French and he said that's good. that's awesome because I need to learn about San Francisco because I don't know nothing like, okay I sent I from what I hear about French people and this is of course a, a just a huge like I'm gonna make a massive generalization and y'all who listen to this know I just love myself a good generalization <laughs> but like it's good that you have something to trade because mm -hmm. my what I hear about French people is that as an American or any other like if you go to France and try to speak French and you don't doing it right they're like you're written off completely. They're really? like, don't even fucking try. Really? They're like, go back to your, like, say, speak English. Uh -huh. Don't butcher this language. That's what I hear all the time. So oh I know, but so this, but you have something this guy wants. You have collateral, which is Bay Area knowledge. Yeah, right? I mean, I think I have some, some knowledge about here. I've been here for a little bit and I love, I love here. I love here. Like, I... That's all that's required. Yeah. You don't have to like, like know when, every street by heart. No. You don't have to know all these things, but loving the Bay is required. Yeah. And I don't like when people talk shit about you. So, you know, I always take it with a <laughs> grain of salt. I, I, my assumption is that, well, first of all, people are always, I, I mean, allowed to say whatever they want to say, but I'm always really conscious of the tourists here. And by that, I don't mean the people coming for a week or two. I mean, mm -hmm. the people who have come here and get a really expensive apartment, mm -hmm. like come and like use up everything and then yeah. have such a fucking problem with everything. And they're not contributing at all. They're yeah. leeches. Yeah. I hate, a, hate a leech. Yeah. Go back, go move to Austin then. You already did. Everyone already did. They're gone. They went to Austin. <laughs> it's done. I'm so sorry, Austin. I'm, I heard you were awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so I got this new buddy that probably we're gonna exchange some. And also, he's a cook. He's a chef, and he works for one of the dudes from The Warriors. He's okay. So yeah, you got good. a great new friend. Yeah, and he plays good. Nice. He plays good. Oh, good. Yeah. So he can be on your team, maybe. Yeah. And so one of the things about playing in Vegas, I I've been playing with people from all over. It's crazy. That's exciting. Yeah. It and they kind of sometimes they wonder people that don't know me so where are you from and i am from brazil mm -hmm. they go out oh, that's why that's why what yeah that's why you play like that oh got it yeah. that's why you kick so much ass oh, joga yeah. bonito that's <laughs> like we say it's like play beautiful awesome. it's just natural like we're we're not forcing it's just the way that we grew up doing you know i actually go to vegas a lot do you um recently as mm. of my partner um his brother died and his brother died in Vegas and this is over a decade ago, but mm -hmm. he likes to go there to feel close to his brother. Mm -hmm. So Vegas is not a place that I would go as a sober person. I just wouldn't have picked it. Mm -hmm. I haven't been to Vegas. We've started going now. We've been three times together, but mm -hmm. like before that, I used to rage in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Like when I first found Vegas as an addict, mm -hmm. I was like, absolutely, yes. Yes. You can have a drink open container anywhere you want to be. Mm -hmm. You can find anything you want mm -hmm. and the party will continue. Like yeah. the party just doesn't yeah. stop. Yeah. And like the first time I went there, I remember like my parents called me from the airport and I was like, I'm seriously considering not getting back on the plane. This place is awesome. And good. It's probably great that I didn't because <laughs> my life would have ended pretty quickly after so, that. Yeah, I would have suspected but like actually my experience in Vegas as a sober person, my partner is also a sober person, right. um, 
It's so funny when like the film of addiction comes off your eyes and you think everyone's like doing all this stuff or whatever. They're not. There's just plenty of people there enjoying their time in an orderly, regular fashion. Dude, and I was blown away because when I went there, I was like, it's just going to be a rager all the time. I'm going to be so uncomfortable by people doing drugs and mm-hmm. being hammered around me. It's not something I... Gambling. That is an, un- an error I have not... And it really, Nobody's asking. No one asked like, me. No, no one's sending things, and I. I, I mean, it's quite like, hard. Why? Is it hard? It's hard. It's hard. To, do you think? Tell me more about why you think it's hard. Because people are worried that they don't. I. I was just thinking people would send in general questions of any sort. Like it wouldn't be interviewee specific. Just mm-hmm. kind of like. But I guess it's too hard to think of something random. Do I need to make something like specific? Like this week, we're going to ask. A, do you have any questions about? artistic process or I mean if do I need to make it more I narrow? think if you are more narrow yeah I was okay. going to say that all right because it it's it's very open because I'd be up in there asking questions about people's most embarrassing like who did you go to prom or what was your first dance when was your first kiss <laughs> did your mom ever ki- like did catch you in any, bed or this we is... have any weird questions like because I I think that you can always kind of like instigate people to ask weird questions you know what cybot did ask a question about yeah. i have a question for you let's let's see if they asked me on their account they have two accounts they're so special yeah okay it's not that one i think it was along the lines of why are you so good looking talented um Okay, wait a second. Wait a second. By the way, love you, love. Miss you. KT? Oh, Saibot. Who? Saibot. Yeah, you missed the Saibot? Yeah. Now I can't find it, but it was basically like, yeah, how are you so talented, good looking, and sweet were the questions. That's pretty much wow. it. Yeah, I know. It's tough. It's Can tough I ask. give my phone, like my mom's phone number? She might know. I bet you she would love to hear that, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, thank can we you talk to your all... mom on Instagram and yeah. send all the compliments? Thank you. Thank you for all of that. I think that the talented one, maybe because I'm a psycho that decided to learn how to draw in since 2017, 16, let's say. I've been doing this mm-hmm. and it's just practicing. I think that let's, let's sit that one on practicing. What did you start drawing? Like, I can tell you right now that I went through a pretty hardcore princess and mermaid era when I was younger, where I only drew princesses and mermaids. Oh, really? For like probably seven years. First thing that I remember drawing, and I, I, I'm, I was not, my mom and my dad, they said that I was into a drawing. Although I noticed that I got into a drawing super late on life. When I say super late on life, like after... After my 20s, like I was 24 when I saw my friend Victor drawing this first tattoo that I have, like the lion that I have on my forearm. And I was okay. I think I want to learn how to draw. But I was on the graphic design thing. I was already like doing little, little drawings for logos and stuff like that because I was very into branding work. And then I think that drawing the way that I draw, it was because of... My Watching friend. tattoo line work. My I can friend Victor. totally see that yeah. in your artwork. Yeah. There's something here that I really want to touch on, which is just 
for anyone listening who thinks maybe that they've missed out in some way or that it's too late for something, um, I didn't start making art again until well into my 30s. See? Gee started at 24. Yeah. And also he's just about to tell us about what he originally got a degree in. So the point is, is that we are evolutionary creatures. Yes. And we can change, grow, we can change our minds. Yeah. I think that something that my 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 dad said to me is like don't waste chance on don't waste the chance of being more educated mm-hmm. i like that i yeah so if, if if you're if you're willing to be an artist you absolutely don't need to go through academy and graduation in order to do your art but certain things you have to go through for example i have a law degree i had to be kind of locked up for five years mm-hmm like on a tie and like suits and all of that kind of stuff and it was it was interesting because that part of my life gave me a very different perspective towards social justice so it's kind of like if we if i if i go through like a social justice conversation and all of the 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 stuff that we go through right now i have some sort of ground and I love history, so I can go back in history and see like the thread coming from a long time ago. I love doing stuff like that. Have you seen this meme about women asking men how many times they think about the Roman Empire? No. Do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, no, no. What is that? Okay. Right now on TikTok, there's this really like fire thing where a woman asked her partner, like, how many times do you think about the Roman Empire? And he's like, every week. And she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so then it's all of these put together with other women asking their partners and like it turns out like a lot men think about the roman empire a lot and what you just said totally speaks to that it well, makes me laugh i mean so like hard. we absolutely like all the 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 let's say that the the law structure that we have for western world mm-hmm. it's based on that completely so it's totally logical yeah but I just think that, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, you see why that's funny, though, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's it's so there. Like we we still like how many years after? Like right. we were not able to kind of fuck it up and but like, just, like with no hesitation. Again. These dudes are like, yeah, like, I mean, almost every day, and you're like, what? I think <laughs> that the I I my my point about finishing law was because in the middle of the the graduation, I knew that I was not going to kind of keep on that. But I was okay. I need to. I need to know the the holes. I need to know the do not do and why do not do. And if it's a do not do, how do I do without no one seeing that? I'm so interested in that. Yeah. Why do you think? Was there a, a part of you growing up? Was there part of where do you live? Yeah. What was it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's kind of like a Robin Hood syndrome. Yes, you're yeah. just watching the injustices I'm, around like, you. My, my way to be i think that i always think about like take from the rich and bring back to the mm-hmm. to the people that need so that's me yeah pirate i like it but like a, a legal pirate like the one yeah. who knows how yeah. to get away with it educated my pirate. favorite educated mm-hmm. pirate <laughs> yes yeah. we stand an educated pirate yeah we're did your parents have higher education uh my uh, father, he's a journalist. 
he went through graduation and he went through graduation in a very meaningful like like moment in brazil he by the time that he wasn't a student he was crossing the the military kind of repression that we were having that like we have a moment in brazil that had this whole kind of like military controlling mm-hmm. like let's say government and he crossed that so he's someone that have that knowledge from that period of time which is very meaningful for brazil and the way that he writes he's very he's very like intelligent and my, my dad is the dude yeah so basically yeah so he, mom you were totally encouraged yeah but mom she had uh she's a nurse but she she was active nurse for like two years and a half three years something like that but then we had a business like my my parents they had a business and they were like business owners yeah yeah and that was just taking too much time yeah yeah i think that they decided to kind of like work together towards one thing did you say it was a paper factory or paper uh, mill printing factory. Oh, printing factory yeah can you tell me a little bit more about what that is um so a printing printing factory can be explained as a place that will print hella stuff like, like magazines, magazines like paper stuff okay flyers. paper stuff not like clothing no okay no. it was like paper cool related yeah that kind of fits in with your dad being a journalist yeah dovetails nicely yeah and i remember going with my dad to a lot of like interviews he used to travel a lot for uh for europe so i never thought about living in the u.s and i landed here i'm grateful about that mm-hmm. but primarily my whole thing was like europe because dad he used to go to um i think that most of the time like germany and sweden because the like the the the, the industry for trucks like scania which is i think that they are from sweden and mercedes mm-hmm. it's um uh, German, right? He used to go to those places to cover the launch of the new models because he was the he was the 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 head of a group of copywriters talking about transportation on roads in Brazil. Got it. Early nineties, yeah. And then he used to bring a lot of magazines, and I was fed primarily with European content. Yeah. Yeah. Did you work there when you were younger? Did they put you to work? Yeah, he put me to rap shit. Nice. He said, no, you're not going to sit on my chair. <laughs> Good job, Dad. Did you get to go to Germany with Dad? No, never, never no. been. I went to London later on in my life. I I think that by the age of like 20, 21, I started to notice that my musical taste was very like British related. That's lovely. That is so loud. Sorry, everyone. Uh and then yeah so I, I still want to go to germany i've never been to europe i know i know it happens i always whisper secrets on here like it's gonna change something but i will go yeah. i also um i don't have a valid passport and josh and i actually are planning a trip to ireland so um oh that's i'm gonna i i used to have a passport because of course i told you about live, living in chile but like uh-huh. It lapsed because, of course, I was an addict for 13 years who wasn't having the money to go to Europe or anywhere else, that other thing. And then also, like, something very interesting happened with me. um, And everyone's personal story is different, but, like, 
um, I just got very into being, and I'm coming out of it now, but it really took a long time for me to feel safe again. Mm-hmm. There just, just like a long period right now where I've just been like, yeah, I'm, I want to go home. I want to rest. I want to be comfortable and safe. That's all I can really explain to it. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't big into traveling or doing anything mm-hmm. because it was like too much on my like nervous mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. And I was already on overload because getting sober and like yeah. being in the world without uh-huh. your coping mechanisms mm-hmm. is like takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on that other side though. Like I am comfortable in the world and now I can go and do anything. So it's time to travel. Which I is get exciting. it. For example, like this traveling that I have between Vegas and San Francisco. It, it have that have like if you don't pay attention, if you're not present, if you're not aware, which is like if you're not aware not not there like paying attention to what's happening if we're not sober like the chance of missing like everything it's it's high mm-hmm. they're just like uh, going over and i i'm a stoner so sometimes i have to just pay attention to what's going on and kind of okay write down so it happened today i like journaling yeah so that's that's a thing that kind of bring me back to to the ground and i i get that when you say that you feel overwhelmed with the traveling like even this little kind of like travel that i have here and there it kind of mix a lot of things and if you don't pay attention to like i'm full of like lists of to do like we we are busy artists and we have to do a lot of stuff if you don't write down you get kind of like I started taping them to my main work desk Uh desk in the studio and they're like for each project or whatever i have like a to-do checklist and then uh-huh. i also have my what i need to get done today like this is what we're doing yeah, today and so yeah. like other yeah absolutely i have to have the visual check off or uh-huh. i will be off in the wind and i am not a stoner but i might as well be same mentality like yeah. so yeah yeah <laughs> it's like that so we become old and we become like crazy people with lists I, it's <laughs> You're not old. I'm old. And lists are awesome. Dude, I'm getting there. Yeah, well, we all are. And I have a white whisker already, so that's... A singular one. Singular one, yeah. I hope you get, like, a super sick streak. Like, just, like, you know, Cruella yeah. DeVille style or, like, Morticia. Or, like, not Morticia, but um, maybe, like, Bride of Frankenstein because you've got the curly hair. So uh-huh. just, like, the couple. Imagine. This is what I wish for you. Thank you. I'm... It's promising. If Let's it do gets like one that. question from the Ask It Basket before I have to let this tired man go. He's a traveler. He <laughs> blessed us with his presence today and we're Thank stoked you. on it. Yeah, choose one. Let's choose see what it says. Okay, that's that's interesting. So it's asking me, is there any art form you've always wanted to explore but haven't had the chance yet nice yes so i love wood work and i think that is part of my next chapter so the carving thing and all of that i love blades and i love wood nice what do you think is gonna happen oh woodworking has always scared me because of the saws and things yeah you're excited about that aspect yeah like it doesn't scare me but i think that i don't know I well like, talking about being in the present like you and i just where you got to be really in there yeah. no flighty thoughts while no, you're doing that stuff no, you it's like serious business it. yeah and i think that a little bit of that's because i grew up like my family 
like one part of my family like mom's side they they had like a they were what what is the name for the people that work with wood so my english is great right and i forget words <laughs> i feel like they're just carpenter oh that okay carpenter is different though because woodworker means you are doing things like tables and chairs or mm -hmm. like art and then a carpenter is building like houses oh frames, yeah stairs yeah i think that so then like a woodworker it's more the type of thing that i had my family settled on like this part of like cousins and uncles and a few of them didn't have like few fingers yeah <laughs> this is scary. if you're okay with being down i mean if i don't lose this one <laughs> <laughs> He showed me his middle finger, FYI, yeah. to the listener. I'm excited for that chapter. I feel like you'd make beautiful things. I I think that my heart feels kind of excited for that. Yeah. I think I can. Last year, I because I, I drew one of the stages for Life's Beautiful in Vegas, like the festival that happens downtown. It's an amazing festival. And then I, I drew one of the stages, and I think I want to get into like the, the stage kind of thing. Like, yeah, more like stage design, set yeah, design, the whole yeah, like set installation. And all of that, yeah, yeah, that stuff is really interesting to me too. And like, um, I, I took a series of workshops put on by ABG here in the city over this summer, and there was something that I really I, I learned that was really interesting, and it's so funny because sometimes I'm so practical in my thinking, I can't expand it. And it was just like we met a bunch of people, like stained glass pe or glass workers and like metal workers we went to their mm -hmm. foundries and their places and they were like yeah if you can imagine it we can help you make it yeah and i was like oh duh like in my mind i could never do or like it wasn't possible because i would have to learn take the time to learn all of it or do whatever but it's more like this is a collaboration and i was like oh that was like a big light bulb for right. me right i think uh when when it comes to installation Yes, you can handle the thing by yourself and you can be like a Optimus Prime, like lifting <laughs> up stuff super high and then that's it. But I think that for stuff like that, it's always like smart to think about like a team working with you. Mm -hmm. It's it's big stuff. You need more arms, you know, and you are the brain, but you need arms. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. All right. I have one last question for you before we wrap this up. All right. You get only one album. You're on a desert island. What's that album? It's not the moment that you call for sponsors right now. That's mean. Like you like like that? Yeah. No. All right. Well, I'm I I love the fact that I love Black Sabbath mm -hmm. because they have an album that is called Black Sabbath, and my favorite song by them it's Black Sabbath. So let's. Drop that one. The power of three. Yeah. It's auspicious. Yeah. Three, three, three. Yeah. Mine is um, an album by this DJ called RJD2. And okay. the album's called Dead Ringer. Really? And I discovered that album when I was a sophomore in college. Okay. And it just stuck with me um, because sophomore in college was kind of before shit got bad for me. Mm -hmm. And I was having a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And we were playing that album in a house where I had a lot of friends and uh -huh. life was really good. And so every time I listen to that, I, f I have that feeling again and it's great. And that's been my, I know that that one's the one because I've been saying that album 
for over 15 years now. Like that, that's the album. Wow. Yeah. You know, an album that I, I listened to a lot, like, and it was like beginning to the end. Back in Brazil, my car used to play CDs. And then I had, I had like a, I think it's called Turn It Blue by the Black Keys. Yeah. They have like a very psychedelic, it's kind of like a shit too. The Black Keys yeah. are awesome too. Yeah. I love the Black Keys. And I, I listened to that thing so many times. So it's so good. And the album, like you go and it starts again mm -hmm. and you're still there. Yeah. It's, it's literally like how the cover goes, like it's a spiral. Right. So it takes you, but definitely like Black it's Sabbath. It's almost like they did it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Black Sabbath is the one to go. That you can't go wrong. No one can fight you on that answer. Mm -mm. That's the gentleman's mm -mm. choice. It's just like, it, it's just too perfect. Like Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. All right. So your show opening is at the foundry on what day uh so we have like a private thing going on on friday on okay. the 6th so from the 7th until the 28th it will be open great for everyone and i hope to see some friends on the 7th i'm I mean, going to release this before that so yeah tell people where great. to find you yeah, yeah 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 so i'm probably going to be posting on my page but basically the foundry it's a venue on Folsom, so check it out and it will be happening this show It's not only me. I have a couple of other artists that they are doing amazing work. And just the meaning of the whole thing is very interesting. It's very it's very smart. Let's say it's not just, oh, let's have a show with silly things. You know, I think that that was the, the point that. Well, it's your lawyer, your law degree and your social justice. Thing. Yeah, I don't want a lot more. <laughs> We're coming around exactly like your Black yeah. Keys album, full circle yeah. here, my friend. Yes. I, I don't like to kind of like claim the, the, the smart kind of like eccentric person. I'm, I, but I, I like to have like dance conversations and deep. I like to. That's why I'm yeah. having this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, because... I want to get to know more about people and it doesn't really matter what it is. I just want to know more. Yeah. And I find that it's, it's hard to access the in people... everyday life. Like just the way that I've been taught now in my, like my sober community, we talk about mm -hmm. really brutally honest stuff. Mm -hmm. We go deep pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And that's now how I've been trained to like want to talk to people. Right. I'm like, It's cool that you had a good day, but like, tell me about your childhood trauma. Just don't tell me right now. You can tell me anything. Like, tell me your biggest trauma. secret. I'll keep it. Not you. I'm just okay. saying in general, okay. like, no, just like with people, I'm just like, tell me something deep or like, more, yeah, go, sometimes, let's go. Sometimes you just need someone to listen to that. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes talking about the open gate to solutions and good, good new chapters, yeah, let's okay. say. Lady Henzi is here for the juicy stuff. So if you want to talk about juicy things, and that's just basically anything, you come to me. Thanks, Guy. It was such a pleasure to have. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, I felt I felt very like very very free to talk about anything. Not nervous at all. Good. I I would keep going. Thank you. If you needed. Thank you. <laughs> Do so you much. want to? Nah, it's time.